Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Listen, Learn, and Love, hosted by Richard Osler. My guest on my, today's podcast is my friend Devin Jensen. And just as an overview of this podcast, we're going to be talking about three areas. We're going to talk about a conference that Devin is putting together. So the first part of the podcast will be introducing the conference, who is speaking, who's invited, its purpose. The second thing is explaining an organization that Devin's involved with, perhaps founded. We'll figure out that in a second, just his role. It's inviting creative people that are developing church-supportive church content to come together and it's just an organization to support people, creative people putting together content. And a third part of this podcast will be just principles to find common ground. We'll see how much time we have for that, and we'll get to that. But this is something Devin's very good at. So welcome to the podcast, Devin. Well, thank you, Richard. It's a joy to be with you today. Um, Devin, as I mentioned, Devin Jensen is a writer and an editor who is shaping a better, kinder, more sustainable community nation and world. He loves telling stories to bring history to life. He enjoys cycling, singing, songwriting, and magic tricks. He's compiling a book, listeners, on saints in Micronesia based on his research and two years of service in Guam and Micronesia. This year, he is serving as president of the Latter-day Saint Publishing and Media Association, and that's something we'll talk more about. Devin has spent 20 years at BYU, his station in life. He's married, he has four kids and one grandchild. But we're glad to have you on the podcast, Devin. Well, thank you, Richard. I'm honored to be here. I love your podcast. You do a fantastic job interviewing people on a variety of topics, including sensitive topics. And you allow, their, allow people to share stories in meaningful ways and always with great respect. Uh, and I just add that you live up to your name as a podcaster, listen, uh, learn, and love. Uh, and I think that's such a needed uh, goal in today's world. And I just add that I, I really enjoyed your podcast interview with Dan Carter, who's my friend and fellow musician from my hometown of Caldwell, Idaho. And Dan composed the music for our song, Long Ago Within a Garden. And that's been a joy to, to share that song with many people. And it's kind of become an Easter tradition in many words. Thank you, Devin. That's very kind. Dan Carter is a really good guy, and I'm glad we have that common connection. Tell us about your organization. I'm vaguely familiar with it. Many listeners are, but tell us about your organization and, and how it came to be. Oh, yeah. Thank you for asking about that. So Steve Persanti is the uh, guy who assembled our team, uh, kind of like a superhero team, <laughs> if you will. Uh, you know, you think about the Avengers assembling. Well, we're, uh, we don't wear capes and we're not as talented as they are. But uh, he saw that there were a number of organizations, faith-based organizations, including Jewish publishers. And he said, uh, interested in bringing together Latter-day Saint publishing professionals. And by that, um, he envisioned something like the publishers, the editors, the designers, and then eventually broadened that to include um, uh, podcasters and bloggers and, uh, and uh, social media folks. 
And, uh, and, and then he said, wait a minute, we need to have some media folks, some people who are into journalism and broadcast uh, media like television and radio. And so he said, I'm, I'm interested to, you know, I'm in here in Oakland, so I'm going to reach out to some folks who I know and see if they can spread the word. So uh, basically in 2014, he said, um, who would be interested in uh, banding together and, and forming this little group of uh, publishers? So we, we met uh, the people who in that initial group uh, had a discussion. What is our name going to be? Uh, we settled on something relating to publishing professionals and uh, decided that Latter-day Saint needed to be in there to identify the unique group, uh, chose that over the term Mormon, and, uh, and then basically said, let's, let's gather at the Salt Lake Public Library. And so, so we gathered in 2015 and, um, and really started to the organization uh you know we uh of course had to come up with sort of a, our objectives and our mission statement would it be okay if i talked about that for, for yes a moment? i'd love to hear more about your objectives and your mission statement okay thank you so um so first of all we we said okay what are we trying to accomplish well we really wanted to improve uh people's professional skills to kind of uh mentor the younger professionals uh, so we had a bunch of students join us at that meeting, and we we also decided we needed to to network, which is really the goal is to band together and to strengthen our publishing connections. And then we we and a third item that we we suggested was to play an increasingly important role in disseminating disseminating ideas to make the world a better place for all. Uh, and uh, quickly. Uh, latched onto this idea of light and truth uh, based on El uh, President Irene's comments to uh, uh, to news, the, Des the broadcasting uh, community. And so we said, wow, what a great goal to, to go for. Um, one of the early founders was Christopher Robbins. Uh, I was there as well. Uh, and uh, he expressed it this way. He said, meeting each other and networking could provide a much richer opportunity for those of us who wish to work internationally or outside the Rocky Mountains, but want to stay in publishing. Exploring each other's networks can provide a rich field to harvest the very best Latter-day Saint talent available. And then he said this, we all obviously understand the importance of networking, but as the world deviates from truth and religious moorings, the need is stronger than ever for Latter-day Saint publishing professionals to be connected, to help each other, to stand together in a world and industry that is increasingly more hostile to what we believe to be true and valuable. And he added, he concluded this way, for years, the church has grown one of a family and two of a city. Latter-day Saint publishing professionals should consciously resist being separated and silenced. There's strength in numbers. So really that goal to, to help people band together, uh, to let them know there is a venue that people can feel um, safe and, and uh, kind of a safe harbor, uh, a, a place to... Um, share common goals, and um, and then and then I just want to add this about our mission statement. So we generally had a good mission statement along those lines, but as as you can imagine, there's always discussion: Are, are we doing the right thing? So e earlier this year, we got together and said, "Let's hash this out." Let's really. So we brought together a grid, big grid, and said, "Okay, what are our main goals?" And so we really boiled it down and boiled it down and came up with this. And I like this. We bring together Latter-day Saints interested in publishing and media at the intersection of faith, creativity, and professional skill. And those are all important elements. 
because we want to have faith. We want to promote faith. We want to um, instigate and nurture creativity. And we also want to be competent professionals. So, uh, you know, there, there are, we have a wide range of, of professionals. We have people who work on, let's say, horror movies. <laughs> you know, you think, well, how can you have professional things? How can you have faith? Well, we have, we have people who work on science fiction. You have people who work in, uh, who are mommy bloggers. And so you get this wide range of, of creative professionals and you think, well, how, how can they tell a story in a way that, that helps us understand the world better or, or this uh, generates light? And, and so um, we recognize that there is some range in that, in, in those venues and those media, but uh, we hope that we're all uh, helping each other and, and honing our skills. That's very helpful. Um, it seems I'm, I'm deviating a little bit from our kind of pre-prepared script listeners just to ask a spontaneous question as I'm learning. When I think of church-generated content, I think of like the end sign and sort of Deseret Book and sort of that channel of church-produced, church-approved content that I'm recognizing as you're talking. There's all this other church-supportive content out there. Um, and even a broader circle that you've drawn of of people that are LDS in all sorts of areas that they're creating content. It sounds like, if I'm understanding more your organization, it's it's an umbrella for all these people that are out that are supportive of the church, but not sort of under a the church produced publishing arm. Is it, that's exactly right, and I'm glad you asked that question because. Uh, I want to make clear we're not affiliated with the church, but we all we are church members or friends of the church, and it, it's not exclusive to church members. But we basically have faith in common, and um, as we worked with, uh, we actually have had some really good conversations with uh, church leaders and said we understand that we're not <laughs> directly affiliated, but do you do you, do you want us to continue you know doing this? And they said absolutely. They said one of the interesting things with Come Follow Me, for example, is they said there was an explosion by the rank and file members of podcasts, blogs, uh, web content, videos of average everyday, uh, everyday members sharing their connection with Come Follow Me and, and, and their teaching ability. And that is absolutely the micro level is as important as the macro level. We need to have people sharing uh, and teaching and helping each other. And with today's internet world, everybody has a microphone, <laughs> so to speak. They can they can share their their testimony with the world. They can share their perspectives with the world. And uh, the, and and my my interactions with the church have have been yes keep doing what you're doing we're not we're not officially endorsing anything but we we want you to keep um, uh, supporting individual Latter Day Saints in their desires to share light and truth with the world we need that uh, that individual grassroots level of of content and creatives to to generate really good material that other people will want to listen to. That's very helpful. Yeah, just keep talking about your organization, Devin. Oh, and absolutely. Well, um, as as we've gone on uh, in this uh, uh, organization, we decided let's make sure that people who are poets, <laughs> who are uh, who who uh, are movie people, who are TV people, uh, to to pro- these professionals, to, we wanted to make sure that they were invited as well. So 
definitely we added the term media uh, to our organization. So it's Latter Saint Publishing and Media Association. Uh, that was not a part of the initial name, but we really feel um, that is important. And we came up. We here again part of this brainstorming meeting with our mission statement. We said let's let's refine our objectives. So here's our current objectives. And you'll see how this might relate to your listeners as well. We empower members to create, publish, and market praiseworthy works. We network to network and develop their careers and to seek inspiration as they refine their craft. So very closely related to our initial objectives. And our big event that we have is our annual conference. But our directors are tremendously creative and they're always coming up with new ideas. So just this year, uh, they've continued to refine the uh, awards program called the Praiseworthy Awards. And Madeline Dresden has launched a mentoring program to help fiction writers, uh, to help them learn the craft. She's carefully selected a few uh, aspiring writers and said, let me pair you with uh, a, a, a talented senior uh, creative writer uh, to, to generate some good material. So that's an exciting initiative that's, 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 that's new this year. And then we're in the final stages of launching a nonfiction writing conference for the spring because because a lot of people generate nonfiction. And and um, so I, uh, I, I really feel like that's a, a good connection. Um, then I'll add this. Uh, Ted Finch, our director of education, uh, launched an LDS PMA podcast, and he has been very instrumental in outreach to the, the creative community. Um, and one thing I love that he did, and I think will resonate well with your listeners, is he said, we want to make sure that all our creatives are, are uh, welcomed. And so um, we're in the process of finalizing this final statement, so I'm going to share it with you. But, but it's, it's, we want to nurture a caring community. We recognize that that our creative individuals come from different backgrounds, experiences, cultures, points, and we have so many characteristics in common, including our identity as children of God, a desire to create and be an influence for good, and a natural inclination to care for everyone we meet. So our our specific way we want it we want to tailor this is to say we recognize the first two commandments, you know, to love God and to love our neighbors ourselves. And we want to make sure that we are being as inclusive as possible to this creative community that in this range of, again, faith, more faith, less faith, um, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to make sure to be, uh, to not have any sort of hint of racism or bigotry. Um, all these things are really important things in today's world. And maybe we'll, I believe we'll have a chance to talk about this a little bit, how we can be bridge builders uh, and reach out to to people who are a little di- think a little differently than we do, or maybe look a little different than we do, but uh, that we all share that common heritage of God. Yeah. Do you want to share any more about the? I want love to have you talk about your annual conference at this point, unless you want to talk about stuff before that. No, I'd love to. That sounds great. So um, our conference is our big deal. I mean, we 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 have a lot of opportunities. I, I should add too, we have a monthly networking meeting, and anybody is welcome to join our organization. So let's, let's start out with that. That's free. And if you'll, you can do that by, by visiting ldspma.org and just share your email. And we will, we will, we promise not to send you a ton of emails, but about one or perhaps two a month. Our, our conference is coming up October 7th through 9th and September is the ideal time to sign up because there are some discounts available. So I'm going to share those with your, with your listeners. Um, 
the, the one discount it, for students is fantastic. We start off right cutting the, 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 the price for regular members in half, and then we've got a 40% on top of that. So it's student 2021 is the code. And then the other uh, code to share is friend 2021. And I believe that'll give 20% off in September. So now I've shared the codes, but let me talk about the, the event. So membership in the organization is free. If you want to come join the uh, conference, it does cost uh, some. So the, the theme is Voices of Light. And that conference registration covers both in-person and virtual attendance. And it is held at the BYU Conference Center in Provo, uh, October 7th through 9th. And we're going to have uh, keynote sessions, ceremonies, and six tracks breakout sessions. They're terrific uh, sessions. Um, I'll give you just a, a sneak peek of some of those sessions in a moment. Um, and uh, I, I want to add that uh, some of these uh, keynoters are just global, uh, well-known figures. We've got Alex Boyer, um, our well-known uh, uh, artist, musician. Um, he's, he's gathered over a billion YouTube views. Um, I love the way he sort of Africanizes pop music and uh, shares his testimony with the world without losing himself or his faith or his standards. Um, he, Alex, do you know Alex? Yeah. yeah, Yeah, we've had him on the podcast. He's awesome. I love it. I love it. What did you talk about, if you don't mind me asking? We talked about his conversion story. I love it. I and love his it. love for all of Heavenly Father's children. Oh, he, he is such a tremendous person. As you know, it's just personality, effusive personality, his good sense of humor and everything. He's, he's fun. Uh, so we've got Lisa Mangum. Now, I've known Lisa for many years. I worked with her mom at the Ensign Magazine some years ago. Uh, and uh, Lisa's our Shadow Mountain Managing Editor. She is such a creative um, personality. She's written books of her own, a series, series of her own. And she loves to take writers where they are and help them refine their craft. And she does uh, workshops all the time. She speaks at uh, story makers and other many other um, events throughout the, uh, the West. Um, so she's going to be a terrific uh, um, resource there. We have Laurel Christensen Day, who is uh, recently named the president of Desert Book Company. She is uh, well known for starting uh, Time Out for Women and nurturing that uh, division in Desert Book. And Laurel is going to talk about how, uh, how people can become writers, what, what they can do um, to, to make sure that they're the, the right person at the right time delivering the right words to the right recipients. Um, she's going to help, uh, you know, people understand how they can deliver their, their unique messages with millions. Um, I mean, that, that, that's the thing I want, I hope comes through this podcast is that you can be a creative wherever you are, uh, listeners, you can, you can do this. Um, whatever you feel compelled to share with, with the world can be amplified and can resonate well with with listeners and so so uh feel free be feel empowered and then just my last keynote i want to uh highlight is daryl eaves now he is the executive producer of the chosen which that that series has resonated so well with latter-day saints now to, to be clear he is not latter-day saints but he's a perfect example of somebody who shares the values the Christian values of, of let's share the gospel with the world. Uh, let's make sure that people understand the message of Christ. And and you, many, many, I'm sure of your listeners have watched those series and been inspired. And, and he's going to talk about 
um, his his role in the chosen and how that has generated so much. Uh, Fifty four billion views on YouTube at this point. Wow. So it is an incredible, incredible uh, resource to people to teach the message of Christ. So, listeners, this this um, conference is October seventh through 9th. We'll link in the podcast notes to um, a way to sign up for the conference. We'll um, so you can and we've mentioned um, the discount codes. So, thank you, Devin, for doing that. I love your four keynote speakers. They're just terrific. I'm thinking back if I'm a listener saying, well, I'm not really generating creative content, but I'd love to come to the conference. I think you're kind of saying we're all can potentially develop creative content because even if we're just trying to get into Facebook or Instagram, or sometimes we do the give thanks hashtag um, around the church's campaign, is this the kind of thing that really people that are already in the space or people that just kind of want to get in the space and do a better job of sharing goodness through whatever social media platform works for them. Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Exactly. I, I found that give thanks hashtag is a powerful way for people to share stories. And that is exactly the, the kind of person that we would welcome in our conference. They don't have to be a professional writer or a professional media person to, to enjoy our content. In fact, I've heard from many people who are just kind of interested in learning more about writing the, the, the genre. They said, um, I have felt the spirit so strongly at your conference, more so than other events I've been to, um, meaning, meaning writing events. They, they'll go to something they'll just kind of interested in learning more about the, the profession. And they'll say, you guys understand sort of testimony aspect of things. And um, so they've liked that. I, I agree. People can feel, I would invite your listeners to join us, even if you're not necessarily a professional uh, doing this, because we're all storytellers. Uh, we all... Um, try to uh, encapsulate our experiences. I think social media is one way of doing that. Uh, that that give thanks hashtag I think was, was one uh, way of sharing goodness and light and and gratitude um, for our our experiences. Um, I think that's helped us through COVID. Quite honestly, is is those um, those experiences that we've had uh, dealing with the complex emotions of. Uh, you know, how are, how are we doing with this? How I'm a little isolated. How can I stay connected? Um, so I've been grateful for that aspect of social media. So listeners, you know, sometimes I get messages about from an, an author thinking, could I write a book or could I start a blog or um, is something I say I'd like to share with others. And I think one of the things that Devin's sharing here is that this conference might be helpful for you. Um, I have published a book and have become a podcast host, but I had no tools to do that. I didn't believe somebody like me could step in this space. And I think both Devin and I would invite you, if you're feeling impressions that I have a, I have a desire to be in this space, but sometimes you look at all the people in the space and they look so competent and so credentialed and so at the finish line that we're nervous about stepping in the space. And I think this is a really good sort of place to get involved. And I'm going to let Devin make sure I'm speaking correctly here, just to come to a conference like this or involve an association like this. And sometimes the content you hear at the um, conference will be helpful, but sometimes you'll just have impressions that come into your mind that aren't directly related to the things that you're hearing that just kind of your, the spirit kind of works with you sometimes. And and my advice is also to do it your way. There, 
you know, don't, you don't need to be Alex Boyer or, you know, hearing those keynotes is good and having people that are further down the road, but sometimes that can be overwhelming and say, well, I could never do that. Just do it the best way you can. And, and, and Devin's organization can often give you better tools to do that. And your role may not to have a billion views, but your role may be to change a hundred hearts in your circle. And that's a big deal. If you can influence a hundred or a thousand hearts in your circle and and help them feel of God's love. So I'll kind of, that's, I went off on a little tangent, Deb, Devin. And so <laughs> I love that. And uh, if, if you don't mind, I'd like to pick up that uh, tangent because I think you're on to something, you know, uh, Renee Brown, yeah, uh, powerful, powerful speaker. And she says, our stories matter a lot. And when you're telling your experience or your story, she says this, perhaps the most important element is to make people care. And that comes through when you're authentic, when you're sharing your own life experiences, uh, and when you are vulnerable. And um, she talks a little bit about vulnerability. And, it, and I, I share this because I am naturally somewhat of an introspective person who has become a little more courageous in telling my story. When If you knew me in junior high, you would not recognize the same person today. Um, people have often said, you were shy once? I said, I was morbidly shy. I grew up in a, in a little town in Idaho, McCammon, Idaho, uh, population 400-something. Um, and and we lived out on a, on a farm in the sagebrush and we rode the bus and I was bullied a little bit on the school uh, bus and, you know, by the high schoolers when I was in elementary. And so I just kind of shut down and had my little shell around myself. And I said, okay, I'm just going to read my books and um, get through, you know, a 45 minute bus ride. I would read my books. Uh, and so uh, eventually in high school, I started to say, wait a minute, um, I believe that other people are children of God. I believe they're my brothers and my sisters. So I can have trust that I can, I have a voice and I can share with my siblings and, and connect. And it made a huge difference for me uh, in, in high school to come to that point of, you know, overcoming my trepidation and, and being braver. And I started to share my story a little bit more and I found out, it's okay to be a band geek. It's okay to be a science <laughs> science fiction nerd or whatever, you know, those things that were, that were part of my life. I was also, I did ath uh, athletics. So I felt like I got along with a lot of, a lot of people, but I naturally tended to just be shy. So, so I just, I, I mentioned Renee Brown's work and here's what she said in Daring Greatly. She describes vulnerability as uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure. It's that unstable feeling we get when we step out of our comfort zone or do something that forces us to lose our sense of control. And so when we're doing this, we think uh, of vulnerability as a sign of weakness. But it actually, when you see somebody share their story in a way uh, that exposes their vulnerability, that's an extreme act of courage. They're saying, here I am. This is how I am. Can you respect where I am? So a lot of times we hide our emotions in the shield of armor. And we, uh, what we're trying to do when we're being vulnerable is we're letting down that armor and letting people see the heart inside. And so I, I'm hoping I'm making sense. This is, this is where, where I feel like when we tell our story, 
it's an act of courage. Uh, we have to make sure, you know, we feel comfortable sharing as much as we are. But when we do so, a lot of times that's when people really respond and they say it resonates. They go, oh, I get you. I see you. You know, I guess an avatar. <laughs> I see you. Um, that's that's uh, that's what she's talking about, vulnerability. And I applaud all of your listeners who are willing to share their stories and connect with other people because it makes the world a better place. Great stuff. Thanks for sharing. You, you took me to your little town in Idaho there. and Oh, yeah. And um, I'm not familiar with it, so that probably uh, helps our listeners know it's not a big town. And I love that you love that and shared some of your own journey coming up through high school and where you are now. And that gives hope to others. And and I love Brene Brown and his her work and teaching about vulnerability, which is not traditionally a an attribute male people were taught to have. And I'm recognizing that that is a a male and a female and just a human attribute that brings us together. And and the work your organization is doing helps foster that through storytelling. Um, you've got lots of subtracks um, outside of the keynotes. I don't know if you want to highlight any of those or or just anything in this kind of segment too, um, to explain the organization. We've kind of gotten into that and and your invitation for other people to join. Fantastic. Thank you. I, I will jump in there. Um, I will add that on our Thursday of our conference, we have some really great workshops. Again, this is this is a little extra um, cost to the, than the conference, but for example, Brandon Mull, who's done Fable Haven, Fable Haven so many um, creative works, he is one of our workshop teachers. So you can have a one-on-one, uh, well, a small group setting with, with uh, Brandon. He'll teach you how to write, um, you know, Fable Haven, Beyonders, and Five Kingdoms or some of his books that he's done, uh, series, I should say. Um, I'm going to just uh, spotlight our session uh, that John Hilton, I, I, many of your listeners will know John Hilton as a, a, a religion professor at YU, and we are taking a different approach than we usually do with our religion. We're, we're calling our session the magic of storytelling, tricks to engage your audience. And we are going to help using magic tricks um, to, to teach people um, some of the tricks of Harry Potter, if you will, to, to hook readers. Um, and um, we're going to talk about her, her narrative style, her misdirection, if you will, just kind of like a magic trick. And and outlining um, techniques so that people can understand, oh, this is how you write a story. So, um, so, but it's also, it can be fiction or nonfiction. Some of the same principles apply. You're, you're going to try to help people tease them into the content uh, with a good question or with a story that leads, that that, that, that gives you a context for uh, the, the gospel principles or whatever principles you're trying to teach um, so that it's more than just a, okay, you know, here's how you do it. It's cold. Um, anyway, so... That's a little uh, uh, look at what we're doing. We've got sessions on social media. We've got sessions on marketing, um, you know, how you do this. Um, and so a lot of stuff on storytelling, a few things on the finances and organizing that of, of, of publishing. So it, we, we, we really are a, we are mostly geared toward publishing professionals, but we really have a strong track for the average uh, person who just wants to learn more about storytelling. Um, this is great, listeners. Um, I'm reading through some of these tracks here, and because I have a podcast and wrote a book, I do get a lot of messages from people saying, you know, kind of help guide me down this road, mentor me, how did this work? And 
as I'm reading a lot of these subtract, if that's the right vocabulary tracks, yes. Um, yes. there's one talking about edit design and production track, producing, designing, and editing podcast shows and blogs. That's a great one. It sounds like you've got some people that can help mentor other people. I love this one, preparing a book proposal and finding a publisher. I, I get that question a lot. You know, I, should I find a publisher and then, you know, or should I write a book and then find a publisher? Should I self-publish? And so I love that you've got, there's a lot of need for these tracks. You know, there's a financial side, obviously, but there's just a wide variety of things here. And I, I really believe listeners that, you know, there's obviously church, I'm kind of into, um, um, professionally, I'm into organic search and paid search. And I recognize when people are doing search on the internet and they search LDS and whatever topic, that there's church-generated content from our church-authorized websites. But, you know, there's also content that's not helpful to the church. And one of the things I think what Devin's organization is doing is helping others create church-supported content. And so there's just more ways for people that want to understand accurate information from the church to hear. It just pushes the negative stuff down, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. And there's plenty of wonderful content out there. And so this is a way to create more content and just help our organic search results for those of you that are into um, that space of sort of search engine optimization. So it's really wonderful what you're doing, and there's such a need for this. And I love your large umbrella, Devin, to create, you know, just a really large umbrella. Even one of your keynotes is not a member of the church, but obviously creating content that is consistent with the church um, teachings and values and brings people to Christ. So just, I don't know if you got any more thoughts on that, but I'm just, how can people, maybe we've already said this, but if I'm a listener right now, I say, okay, I got to go see all these tracks. Where do they go? Oh, yes. Excellent. So you go to ldspma.org and you'll see one of the buttons there is the conference. And so you can uh, you can go there and uh, and click on that and that'll show you the pricing. And again, you can use those two discount, discount codes. And I'm going to just uh, repeat them just to make sure I get that student 2021 and friend 2021. Uh, and that's, that'll get, knock some of that price off. Uh, and yeah, we would just love to have people sign up for this. Uh, it, those same discount codes apply if you decide to go to the workshops on the Thursday. Uh, but otherwise, just join us for Friday and Saturday, uh, and we will love, love to have you with us. Um, it's it's going to be a fun event. We're, we've been watching the COVID situation very closely. Uh, it looks like right now we'll be wearing masks, um, and uh, we will be able to still continue. Uh, we're monitoring it carefully. BYU is monitoring this very carefully, and so we'll 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 update you as it, as it goes on. But uh, that that appears to be the the plan at this point, a month out. And so, listeners, that's LDS P is in Paul Mary Apple dot org or dot com dot org. And those discount codes, Devin, are they, will they work right up until like, uh, is there a deadline that those codes quit working? I guess is what I'm trying to say. I believe September 30th is the, the deadline. So yeah, September, you'll, we want to jump in there and do that. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see if it extends slightly beyond that, but they kind of want to wrap up and know who all has signed up for by the end of September. And is that also the conference deadline is September 30th? Yes, I believe so. So listeners, we'll, we'll add the 
We'll add the codes to the podcast description in case you didn't write them down. Maybe you're driving and it's hard to write. We'll add them to the show notes with kind of a tentative um, deadline of September 30th. And you can go to the website and plug in those codes uh, even a day or two later and see if they still work. You know, I re- sounds like it's not a f- for sure exactly there's a hard stop on that. Yeah, and, and we're I was recording just add- this podcast in August, late August. So we recognize that some of this is a little fluid between when we're recording and when you might actually go to put in those discount codes. Yeah. And I was just going to add, I believe you can register at the conference, uh, but uh, it will be a, it will be a little bit easier if you do that. I wouldn't count out that you can register on that day. So, so please, if you don't get a chance to register beforehand, please show up. We'll, we'll figure out a way. Anything else I'd love to talk about in this third segment, just principles to find common ground, unless there's anything else you want to talk about the conference oh, or the organization. That's, that's perfect. I think that's a great segue. Uh, I, uh, I came across uh, this older church article um, recently um, because uh, the Center for, Co- the, I think it's the Constitution and Law at BYU, if I've got the, the correct term for it, um, it, was sharing these principles. And I thought, these are fantastic principles that apply generally to our topic today of how to be a bridge builder, how to connect, uh, how to reach out and find common ground with others who may think a little differently than we do um, and uh, have a positive experience. So I'd like to share these. Again, these are not original to me, but this is from an old church article, uh, uh, Seven Keys to Successful Conversations. Um, So the first one is first seek to understand, not judge. That's so important to just say, I'm I'm going to set aside my ego and listen to what you are trying to convey to me Uh, as a fellow child of God. um, You know, I'm I'm not trying to win. I'm going to listen to uh, your perspective rather than trying to shut the other person down and and think about, okay, now I've got to think, okay, I can rebut this point. I can argue with this point. No. That's that's an act of charity to understand another person, to empathize with them to some degree and say, oh, this is where they're coming from. The second principle is to remember that the people you are you're talking with are children of God. Uh, It may sound cliche, but when we treat people as our siblings, as our equals, as uh, even though we have differences, they are valued, loved children of our Father in Heaven. Uh, that is a tremendous foundation to start building on. And I talked earlier about my experience what, that helped me that helped me emerge from really kind of morbid shyness, if you will. To I can be confident. I can speak in front of a group and not not fear. I can get in front of three or four hundred people because if I mess up, it's okay. I'm just I'm just a child growing up, and and people care. They are they're invested in how. Well, I do, and they, they, they care about me. Um, the third one, to express beliefs calmly uh, and sincerely from your own perspective. Uh, that goes re- relates to what we already talked about, the vulnerability to say, here's my story. I'm going to share it. Uh, and then you could, you could um, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a conversation, you could say something like, well, thanks for sharing your perspective. Can I share mine, too, so that we can understand each other? You can have a dialogue. Uh, Elder Ronald Rasmund said, remember how the Savior handled tough questions and challenging viewpoints. He remained calm. He showed respect. He taught truth, but he never forced anyone to live the way he taught. 
That is a powerful principle. You can have the most difficult situations and be challenged, and you can say, well, thank you for sharing that. Here's here's my perspective. Uh, it is a really powerful perspective when we realize we do not have to get defensive or angry when somebody has a viewpoint that is different from our own. Uh, you know, it is it, it does require self-control. It's a it's a an act of um, setting aside our ego, but we don't have to be right about everything. And that helps us um, uh, to, to in fact, I'm just going to just deviate a little bit from my my, my story. <laughs> but um, um, one of the um, a funny story playing basketball, there was this great big hulking man, former football player who just was one of the roughest players. And he would knock down this, uh, this little, for some reason that day, they had this little guy, um, you know, matched up with him who was very fast. And so the little guy kept beating the the big player, um, you know, in running layups and the other guy kept getting madder and madder. And he finally uh, knocked down the little guy and the little guy was just looking at him at this big guy. And, and, uh, and, and, you know, there's this tense moment and you're kind of like, how is this going to work out? And, and uh, the little guy just said, look, I know you're a big guy and you can beat me up. But he says, I want to let you know I have a really good attorney. And if you continue this, I will make sure that you lose everything you own. Wow. <laughs> that was, those were very strong words. But then the big guy stormed out and within uh, one minute, or so he walked back in the gym and he said, I really am so sorry that I got lost control. I will do better. I will make sure I never, ever lose control again. Are you okay with that? And, and the little guy said, yep, I'm okay with that. So they continued playing. So there's an example of calmness under some pressure where he just realized I don't have to get upset just because I'm in a situation and then the power balance is, is not the same. And he kind of leveled it out and said, okay, we can work that out. So anyway, just deviating from my story. Any any comments, Richard? Or Love just, that story, Devin. <laughs> so, true story. So uh, going back to our things, that um, stay true to our beliefs. Uh, number four, the point of understanding others is not to give up our own beliefs or pretend that there aren't differences. Uh, President Oaks provides this important counsel. Even as we seek to be meek, and to avoid contention, we must not compromise or dilute our commitments to the truths we understand. We must not surrender our positions or our values. The gospel of Jesus Christ and the covenants we have made inevitably cast us out as com- combatants in the eternal con- contest between truth and error. There is no middle ground in that contest. So there are times where you just have to stand your ground and say, here's my position. I appreciate what you shared. Um, now, uh, I... I have been thinking a lot about these principles and um, it's okay to just stand your ground and not be belligerent and not uh, provoke other people. Um, And so I think that that is one important clarification I would add about that. The fifth one is to rely on the Holy ghost. He knows us and he knows our circumstances. And so he can, we can have thoughts brought to our minds and feelings that we can share that can help diffuse situations to calm people down. 
Um, it may be as simple as just, um, I, I recognize that we're having a difficult conversation. Um, can we, can we table that for later? And that, that is kind of, that is one of the, the last points actually is know when to end the conversation. You know, even if you're seeking to simply understand others and offering them respect, they may not always respond the same way. So there are times where we just have to change the subject or walk away, um, but remain friendly. Uh, and then, then I would just add this be kind, listen, and love. That really relates very well to your podcast um, because we always want to be kind. Um, we, we were just in meetings yesterday, and, and that was emphasized to the faculty and the staff. Just be kind. Show Christ-like love. As Elder Oaks taught, followers of Christ should be examples of civility. We should love all people, be good listeners, and show concern for their sincere beliefs. Though we may disagree, we should not be disagreeable. Our stands and communications on controversial topics should not be contentious. So I would hope that we would exercise that great civility um, and reject persecution of any kind um, to, uh, uh, to, to hold out olive branches to, to people and not, um, uh, and not uh, you know, swords. I love that. Those principles are just wonderful and so needed in a, in a really divisive world right now um, where I think our heavenly parents um, are sad with some of the ways we found um, ability to divide us. But those principles you share in the work you're doing and the gospel of Jesus Christ don't divide us. I think they bring us together and um, gives me hope for the future as I look at the, I look at the life of Christ and those things you just went through. And there's a lot of consistency there with his life and, the personal ministry he led. So I love what you shared. Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners, Devin? Well, I, I just want to say it has been an honor to be with you today. Uh, I, if I could share anything, it's just to focus on gratitude. Each day, it's good to be alive. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to share something. I have a, a daughter who has a brain tumor. Wow. Uh, it's a very serious situation, um, but we have found joy with her in her situation wow. where we have talked with her um, and uh, connect reconnected in some ways. We, we, we got a little distance. She was living in California, but as a result of this um, experience, we feel like we've grown closer to her and um, each day is a gift. Um, and she uh, fortunately is getting treatment that will help her. Um, but it is, it is, a, it just shows the fragility of life and, we hold on to those connections and, and uh, love, and, and uh, I, I would encourage people to be grateful for the for every day that they have on this earth. That's um, thanks for sharing that. That's real life stuff. We as a parents kind of think about our own mortality before we worry about, generally about our kids having really serious medical challenges like your daughter's facing and your family's facing. And our we're glad you shared that. Our prayers are with you with your daughter. And with all of those that have got just challenges. So um, once again, listeners, please check out ldspma.org. Um, and that's where you can learn more about Devin Jensen and the team there and all the good work they're doing. And it's still a reasonably new organization, but it's an organization is rapidly matured and in a position with these kind of keynotes and these kind of people involved in the need for this in our community to grow and I'm excited for the great foundation you have and the need and the needs you're meeting 
to help other creative people wanting to produce content. And just your life story to help bring us together, Devin, as the same human family and find common ground principles. So thank you for being on the podcast from your home in Utah County and my home in Salt Lake. we have I don't know if we mentioned that, listeners. We're joining via Zoom. If there's a little noise, sort of sometimes the Zoom doesn't work just perfect. So be kind to technology. We recognize that some of the words that I've said or Devin said may have not been completely clear, but... Hopefully you got the gist of the idea. So this is Richard Osler and Devin Jensen signing off on another episode of Listen, Learn, and Love.